Welcome back to podcast. I'm Cass and every week I have a new guest who tells me their story and any tips to combat the shit that life loves to throw at you. My guest this week is the definition of a firecracker. She whooped my ass and dragged my organizational skills into this century and it's an absolute riot to talk to. Do you ever get shit thrown at you just when you think you've got life sussed? I have so many times and so has my guest. But my guest took that shit, made it into a firework and threw it right back at life. She is definitely an inspiration to women, business owners and the arch nemesis for Billy Bullshit. Let's crack on with the conversation. So this week, I am speaking to the one and only Tammy Johnston. Hi, Tammy. Hello, Cassie. Now, I normally make up an introduction, but I'm just going to take yours because you basically say it as I would love to say it. Speaker, educator, businesswoman, author, and shit disturber. (laughs) Oh, that is just the best introduction I've ever read. Don't tell my listeners why you picked that introduction. Well, because it's it's all true, and my mission is to be a positive shit disturber. There is so much stuff going on in our world that needs to be fixed, and it gets done by the individuals who know enough and care enough to stir the shit. The status quo isn't working. We need to put an end to that garbage. <laughs> I read somewhere that the mindset is still on the 40-hour week, which was back in the olden days that the man goes out to work and the woman stays at home, clean the house and look after the children. Nowadays, both parents are out at work, but yet we still don't have that equality where the housework can still get done and the children can still be looked after. We're not getting paid enough. No, in the 40-hour work week, I'm going, oh my God, oh, I, can't e- I can't even imagine working that little. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But I mean- my, my issue is because I actually really love what I do, but there are so many people, like they're, they're, they're working their butts off and just to try and keep a roof over their head and the whole game is rigged against them. And one of the good things that's coming out of COVID is there's a lot of people going, I'm not doing this shit anymore. So we're, we're seeing a lot more people pulling out of the crappy workforce and starting businesses. And my job is to help way more of them succeed. Good for you. We need more people like you in the world, Tammy. (laughs) (laughs) We need more positive shit disturbers on all fronts, dear. Well, I'll do it in the podcast world. You do it in the business world. And we're just going to shake the system together. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you also do financial education for kids as well, which I've never really heard of. Well, the, the, re- the reason why I started doing that is because my, my main background is actually financial services. Um, March 1st, it'll be 29 years that I've been doing this. I teach a one-day intensive basic personal finance course, everything you should have known coming out of high school, and I guarantee you didn't. <laughs> and one of the biggest questions I would always get asked is like, where were you 20 years ago? And when I first started, I'd have to say like junior high, you wouldn't have talked to to me. But then the next question is, what can you recommend for my kids? Because I don't want them to make the same mistakes and miss the opportunities and stuff that I did because I just did not know because money is a more taboo subject than sex. There's That's more ridiculous. Shame, guilt and 
happier around it than any other subject. And I'd say, I'll have to get back to you because I couldn't think of anything. I'm going, I can recommend tons of great books for adults. And I started to do the research and there was nothing. There's now a few things starting to come up, but there was nothing for kids. And most of the stuff that is coming up now, even it's for parents to, to then try to teach their kids. And I'm going, we need to fix this. So I started writing children's financial books and got them fully illustrated beautifully so that kids are actually interested in learning about it on their own. That's what we need. I mean, it's all right to say to parents, right, you take this book and then you teach your children. But if the parents aren't understanding the fundamentals, how are they supposed to teach? Yeah, and it, it's, it's, it's awkward and as 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 a mom myself, it's so much easier to have pretty much anybody else get your kids to do things. <laughs> because if you're mom or dad, they typically tune you, a lot of the time they'll tune you out. So if it's coming from, yeah, yeah, whatever, mom. But if it's coming from somewhere else, like I over, over my, my years, I've had so many parents fuss about their, like, especially their teenagers, their older ones and making silly financial decisions or things like that. And I'm going, okay, what do you, what do you want dealt with? And they'll tell, okay, feed me your kid. And I'm going, I can have a conversation with their kids. No problem. Cause I'm not mom or dad. And yeah. they'll, they'll ask me questions and talk to me in that. And then, okay, then we can send, we can send them back. But if you haven't had the conversation right from when they're little, it's, it's harder, not impossible, but it's an awful lot harder to start it as they get older and different things like that. And how I had the book set up is so that it starts the conversation at the end of every book. And they're just short little ones so that they can be read as bedtime stories or the kids can read them on their own. But ask the questions, get going on the different things. That's amazing. And I love the fact that you don't even have to have, like, you don't even have to go into like tax and stuff like that. You just, you're giving them the confidence to know about money. I mean, I know I've always looked into any experience that I do with my son. I try and make it a learning curve mm -hmm. without him realizing it. Because if you tell them they're going to learn something, they're going to go, no. Nope. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound Not fine. doing it. No. So I do things like subliminally. And <laughs> we went to a car boot sale. <laughs> and we was like, I said, right, here's the next amount of money. I think it was like five pounds. And I said, that's your spend because you've been doing jobs for me this week. And I've been telling him all week, if you do this job, you can earn money and we can spend it when we go to the car boot sale. And he was very excited. He had all this money. And I said to him, if you spend it all at once, there's no more coming. You don't ask me for any more. See anything else later on? Tough. You've spent all your money. I said, but we can go round again so you can go back to something else that you want. And he's walking around and he's calculating. If I spend this, I will have this much left. Is it worth it? And he started bartering without me telling him what bartering was. And because he's so cute, he was chuffing getting away with it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but he, it instilled that confidence in him to say, well, maybe I can get it at a better rate. And he did. And then he was coming away and he was like, mommy, I'm going to leave that for now because I don't think that's worth it. So then it's making him see the value in things. And it was such an awe-inspiring thing to look at and think, I taught you that. Yep. I've just given you a skill that 
you are going to use for the rest of your life. And and, and kid, kids love learning about money because money is part of absolutely everything in our modern culture. And when they know that they can ask questions and they can do things like barter and do all of this thing, it makes them feel powerful. And it's not mom and dad imposing rules. They're going through and figuring it out on their own, which means they own that. Yeah. And I, I'm also very keen on him knowing that he's earned that money. Like he will get, if he wants money for his birthday and Christmas, he asks for it and he will get an amount. He's not going to tell us how much he's getting. We will determine that. But if he would rather us give him money than present, then fair enough. But we do the same thing when we take him shopping. It's right. This is how much you've got for your birthday and for Christmas. If you spend it all at once, it's all gone. And this year he actually surprised us by he didn't want to spend the whole amount because he knew that there was going to be new toys coming in throughout the year. <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to save my money in case there's something else that I want. And he's also willing to like help do jobs because he knows that if he does a job well, he's going to get some money for it. I also was very, very tricky. I've, he didn't like to read books a lot. So I made that into a learning curve. And I said, right, well, if you read a book beyond 150 pages, I'll give you a pound when you've finished it. If you read a book that's beyond 300 pages, I'll give you two pound for it. And the other week he came running down and he went, mummy, I have just finished a book and it was 378 pages. Where's my money? (laughs) (laughs) But he enjoyed reading the book and he couldn't wait to start reading again. So it was twofold. He knew he'd earned something and he'd achieved that, but he'd also learn a new skill along the way. So yeah, everybody go and get Tammy's financial books. Your kids (laughs) will thank you later on. (laughs) So you also... I've said that you help small businesses get started and get to that level of sustainability. What would you say to a person that was just about to start the process? Oh, there's 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 so many things, but the 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 biggest one would be find yourself a great business coach that understands where you are. And can help you with that. Like there's so many great business coaches out there. And one of the problems that I've found is we're pushed so much to specialize. We're supposed to niche and stuff. So there'll be a Facebook ads coach or a messaging coach or whatever. And those are great, but they're much more useful when, okay, no, I've already been in business for five years and now I'm looking to up level and things like that. Um, I haven't found very many at all that focus on working with, I call the baby businesses. So what I do is I work with them from idea stage up to the two years, because that's when your learning curve is so steep, it's almost straight up. And I started my business over 20 years ago and I went into my business in a much, much better position than most people. But the first two years were still extremely painful and expensive. And I go, if I could go back and talk to me one year before I launched my business, oh my God, the amount of time, money, and grief I would have been able to save myself. (laughs) So that's why I do what I do. And I teach small business, a weekend course that gives you all the basic, gets you excited, gets you launched. And then I work with them in a group coaching program for a year afterwards so that we can continue building on the knowledge. But more importantly, we get them into the habit 
of doing things. We hold their hands, we hold, we, we give them the accountability because there's so many times, and I've done this myself, you go and you take this great course and oh my God, it was amazing. The stuff that I learned, this is going to change my life. It's going to change my business. And I can't wait to start making the changes. And then you get home and the kids are wanting to be fed and the dog just threw up on the carpet <laughs> and the husband's getting home late or the wife's getting home late and your boss wants this, or your clients need that. And you just get stuck back into the hustle and bustle of everyday life. And you very quickly, like literally within days, most of the time, forget about making the changes because you just, it's, it's over and done with. And it now becomes just another beautiful binder that sits on your shelf. And if you look at it, you're going, oh, great. I, whatever happened to those changes I was going to make because I learned this stuff. So I found through experience mine personally and working with clients doing this for 20 years that, yep, you need the stuff to launch you. And then it's building the habits because things don't happen in the snap of a finger. It's time and it's okay. How do we get into dealing with stuff when I've got the kids going and fighting and, and the pets are going and all of this stuff? It's drip, 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 drip. So that you actually see the progress and changes happen. So what would you tell my listeners, those that are in corporate jobs or in jobs that they don't want to see themselves in for the rest of their lives. They've got this idea and they just need that little confidence boost to say, you can make it. Take a chance oh, on you yourself. You totally can, can make it. I've, I've seen so many great people launch their dreams and succeed because they're, they've, they've put in the time and the effort. They've put in put in the learning. Um, they've surrounded themselves with the right people. Um, there's eight basic that are foundational pieces for every successful business. Doesn't matter what industry, what product, service, any of it. You have to have the eight basics. You have to have your mindset. You have to have your habits. You have to have marketing. You have to have your financials understood. You have to have advisory team systems, cash flow, and profit. You have those eight pieces. Your chances of succeeding are way, way higher. You're missing any of those pieces or the more of those pieces you are missing, the chances of you failing are almost a given. But you can build those things up. And one of the one of the advantages is you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to do absolutely everything. But when you have the basic foundational pieces, you can find the right people to help you. You can put things together and then you can see. Because unfortunately, the failure rate within the first two years is horrifying. It's like 90%. Less than 1% of businesses that actually start like from scratch, my idea, not a found, um, a franchise. It's only like 1% that make it. Wow. And that's, it's, it's, it's a waste and it's unnecessary. And it's not because there was a product problem with the product or service. That's very rare or rarely a problem that the business owner wasn't working hard enough. They're usually working harder at this than they've ever done at anything in their life. But if you are building a house and you're missing like a roof or your foundation is put on sand or there's major cracks in it or your plumbing is leaking or you forgot to put plumbing in at all because you didn't know about it, then you have problems. Yeah. And where a lot of the people are, well, I want to have the prettiest living room on the block. Well, you can't pretty up your living living room if the outside wall is crumbling <laughs> that's a good analogy that I like the fact that you you need to have them basics and that's what a lot of people don't focus on they rush into I have this idea and I'm going to go straight for it without 
understanding the fundamentals of everything. And I know you've kicked my ass recently. <laughs> so I called Tammy up for a chat before we recorded. And I was using a paper diary, folks. <laughs> yes, I know. Shock horror. And Tammy was like, no, you cannot be doing this. You need to get into this century. You need to start doing things and looking more professional. And since I took that advice, my God, it helped. And there, there's all sorts of different little things. And one of the one of the bonuses is everybody goes in and they've got some strength. And that's wonderful. Let's build on those. But you need to know where you're weak. And even more importantly, the things you don't even know about, because that's the stuff that destroys you. And you don't have to do it on your own and through social media, because we're still in in COVID and all this <laughs> wonderful fun stuff. So we're we're living on our computers and our devices. So on social media, I get all the ads and stuff too. And it's like, let's take take this Facebook ads course and, and, and we'll fix your business and, and that will help a small part of it. But if you don't have your systems to handle it, what are you doing for your marketing and how are you looking after your financials? And are you actually taking a course or getting help from somebody who number one knows what it is that they're doing and actually cares to see you succeed? Or is it just somebody with some slick marketing that wants to part you with your money? You have to have all of all of the different pieces. And you need to be making a commitment to be learning on a regular ongoing basis. Like there's so many amazing books that you can read. Like I, I read every single day. I listen to audiobooks every single day. I'm a TED Talk junkie. Um, I learned an awful lot of my stuff and got the emotional support that's important um, from people I met in great networking groups. I've worked with great coaches over the years. I've been in group coaching. And these were the things that built my business and my confidence and helped me. You can't do it on your own. It's way too hard. And I have yet to find anybody who has succeeded on their own. We all need people that love and support us and, and can help us and teach us. But are they good? Um, do they know what they're talking about? And do they actually give a rat's ass about you? Yeah. So what gave you the push, Tammy, to set up your own business? <laughs> I was fired. <laughs> that was that was that was the big thing because I was very much um security mindset and all of this stuff. And it wasn't a bad thing. I was actually in a job that I hated. Like yeah. it was all I could do to drag myself into to work every day and not throw my incompetent, creepy old man boss through a plate glass window every day. <laughs> And I was already looking for another job, interviewing one more week, and I would have been moved to somewhere else. And I would have been happy for a little while. And then it would have been the same, same crap, different pile. Yeah. And I got called into the, his office and I got fired. And he was expecting me to be all upset and all this stuff. And I just, I literally started smiling and then I started laughing, which totally threw him <laughs> off because I was going, oh my God, I'm free. I don't have to do this crap anymore. <laughs> And I decided in that moment to start my, my business. And it wasn't like completely out of the blue. Like people have been pushing me to go, Tammy, why don't you go into sales? Why don't you start your own business? You'd be so good at this and all of this stuff. And my husband and I were talking about starting our family and I'm going, I don't want my kid in daycare. Like, I don't want to miss all of that stuff. And if I've got a job, then somebody else is dictating. But if I, if I do take this uncomfortable step and go into sales, which is the last thing in the world I wanted to do, because I'm an introvert and the idea of hitting on my friends and family and all of this stuff was like, no, I don't want to be doing that. But when I was fired, I was like, yep, done. I, that, was, that was the push. 
because if he hadn't fired me, it probably would have been an, at least another couple more years before I took the leap on my own. Yeah. And then you would have missed out on, you know, raising your daughter and having that amazing time with them while they're still young. And I think that's one thing that absolutely terrifies someone from leaving their job. It's that uncertainty. It's the not having the enough confidence to say, I can do this and I can make it. I just need to find that right help. Yeah. And that's like a, the, the reason why I focus on solopreneurs as early in their journey as possible is I go, if I could go back and talk to me one year before I started and started putting stuff together be, while I still had the security of the regular paycheck and stuff and started working on like my after hours and stuff and putting together my courses and putting together my marketing team and start building my website and doing all the different things. That would have, oh my God, the amount of time, money and grief that would have saved me because I did succeed, but it was so painful. And, and then I added to the stress because shortly after I got fired and decided to start my business, I got pregnant. <laughs> So I had to build a business and a baby at the same time. And I don't like pregnancy. I, oh, I no. do not know how women repeat that process. No. And I ended up taking 30 hours of mat leave because my business was just starting to get going. And I'm going, if I stop, I've lost all of that momentum. And one of the reasons why I started my business is because I wanted to be able to do this with my daughter. So literally... She was seeing clients with me before she was two days old. I missed teaching one class because that's literally the day I gave birth. She was teaching <laughs> with me the next week. She did her first trade show with me when she was two <laughs> weeks old. And I had clients that went through my pregnancy with me and they'd rub my Buddha belly for luck. And then I'd show up and I'd have my, my purse and my, my briefcase with my paperwork and my laptop and all that, and the baby and the other. And they go, can I hold the baby? Oh, hell yeah. Here you go. <laughs> And so they're cuddling the baby and cooing and all of this stuff. And, and I'm working and my daughter was like, yeah, oh, this is what we do. This is fine. <laughs> oh, it's fine. You were teaching her independence from an early oh, age. Yeah. It's no, fine. It, was, it, was, it was wonderful. And my daughter's going to be 19 in, in just over a month. And it's just been all, it's been great. Like she always had me, like we put her in a day home a couple days a week so that she'd have interaction with other kids because she's an only child. And yeah. that was always the plan. And, but when she was in school, if they needed, like I was pizza mom every month. And if she needed a volunteer to go on a field trip or anything like that, I could always, always do that. And she just went along with it. And it's, it's, it's been wonderful. But the first two years of my business were painful. I went from making like $55,000 a year to, I figured I made about 24,000 my first two years. Wow. And it wasn't okay, $1,000 a month. When you're running your own business, you eat what you kill. Yeah. And you do like, you'd have a month or great. I, I got the business closed. I got paid. We got 3,500 bucks in. And the next month you might be getting 200 until you build that up. And it, it's stressful. And yeah, I had to go out and make sales. And like you said, I'm an introvert and my background is financial services. So I sell life insurance. <laughs> no one wants life insurance. <laughs> So I'm selling a product that nobody wants to have anything to do with. And I'm having to go out and sell this to people along with other things. And, and I decided when I started my business that I wasn't going to go out and be like everyone else and just start hitting on my friends and family. I 
designed a, a, my personal financial course and I'm selling that because I'm going, I don't want to just like sell the life insurance and the, and the retirement investments and stuff like that. I actually want people to learn about their money and become involved and ask questions because my background is my job was always to train the other agents and fix their problems and answer their questions and all this stuff. And there was so much stuff crossing my desk that I'm going, how the hell did you sell this to a client? Because this is wrong. This <laughs> yeah. is not the right part. Like it's just it. And I hated it. I'm going, why are the clients going for that? Because they, they know nothing. Like Canadians have the lowest rate of financial literacy in the westernized world. That means on the subject of money, we're dumber than Americans. That's terrifying. <laughs> and I'm going, we need to fix this. So I created my financial journeys course. And so I'm having to sell the course. And then then I'm having the appointments where I'm selling the insurance and doing stuff afterwards. But it made my life so much easier because I'm not having to force anything now they're going, okay, now we understand it. Here's the questions and, and all the different things. If I could have started creating my course while I was still an employee and putting together my marketing and all of this stuff, I would probably save myself four years worth of learning. Wow. It is hard. And that's what a lot of people don't realize or they do realize and it puts them off is it is going to be hard work and it requires a lot of dedication on your part. And I mean, just doing the podcast, I mean, I work evenings and doing the podcast during the day. It, it's what I want to do. I'm here to make this happen and for it to strive and, you know, get successful, hopefully, you know, rate, subscribe, all that jazz. And uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do that unless I'm putting in the work mm -hmm. and taking time out of having downtime. I'm using that downtime to do this and that's what people that are starting their businesses are going to need to do for the first couple of years is every spare minute needs to be put into well, that it doesn't even need to be every spare minute like that's one of the things that turns people people off they think i have to give up absolutely everything no you don't but you do have to be working on the right things and yes you are going to work way harder than you ever imagined possible but it will be relatively short-lived like I remember like my group of friends from when I, before I started my business in the very beginning from when I started my business to my group of friends, two years after I started my business, totally completely changed. And the friends that we had, like I said, when I was an employee and right at the very beginning of my business, we're still friends. A lot of them are still my clients, but we don't socialize or really have conversations anymore because they are still very much employees and it's a completely different mindset. Now I spend my time socializing 99% of the time with other business owners because we're in the arena, we're playing the game. And I remember we used to, as a group of friends, because we were all the same, basically the same age, got married the same time, started having our kids all together and stuff like that. And we would go out for a group Christmas dinner every year. And before we had kids, we'd go out for to a restaurant and stuff like that. And it was great. And then we all started having kids. So we started doing a potluck and we go around to different people's homes. And I remember the one Christmas we were at our group of friends and they're talking about um, the, the year end is coming up. So they're putting in for their time for their holidays next year. And are they going to get this promotion? And, and are they going to get like the 2% cost of living allowance raise? Or is it going to be three? Or maybe they might get something else. Or they're, they're talking about all of this stuff and I'm going I've been running my business for about a year and a half at this time and one of the ladies that was relatively newer to the group she looks at me and she says you're already doing what you want to do aren't you yep I'm going 
Nobody's going to give me a raise. If I want to make more money, I have to go out and close more sales. Yeah. I don't have to ask anybody for time off. If I want the time off, I just don't book the client appointment. I set up my hours and, and like, I don't have to be on call because there was one of the people, um, he's in the trades and at the time he was still very much on the tools. So he would have to take a weekend of on call once a month. So, and when he was on call, like three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock, like basically his family didn't see him for 72 hours because he was always out doing this. And I'm going, I don't have to do any of that. Like, yeah, right now I'm not making m- the money yet. I was very close to it. Yeah. And it's, it's stressful that way, but I'm in control. And then about a year later, when things were turning around, we're getting together and stuff. And, and uh, I think we were talking about, um, we were planning on taking some time off and going somewhere and I didn't have to ask anybody. And these people that saw me go through all the, the, the stress and, and, and the struggle, they, they looked at me and said, oh, you're so lucky. And I'm going, <laughs> look my ass. It's not look at all. You forget how hard I worked and all this stuff, but I made those sacrifices for the first few years and the learning and, and the nights of tears and crying and all of this stuff so that I could have this now. Luck was not part of it. No. I made decisions and sacrifices and choices that you weren't willing to and still aren't. There's pros and there's pros and cons to both, but you just have to be, is this the life that you want? Are you willing to put in the time and the effort? And a lot of people will work hard on their job, but are you willing to work on you? Are you willing to face your fears? Are you willing to make like literal learning a part of your weekly habits, preferably your daily habits? Are you willing to challenge yourself? Are you willing to face your fears? Because if you're not, don't do it. Like I've had people after coming through my small business class, they're going, they come up to me and they go, you know what, Tammy, now that I've learned about all of this stuff, you know what? It's not for me. And I'm going, perfect. I am so glad you found this out now rather than two years in when you've given your blood, your sweat, your tears and your life savings and failed Yeah, where I've had so many more going now. Okay. Now that I get it, I am so excited. I can do this. I can work my butt off for a couple of years and doing it properly. And then I can live the life that I've always dreamed. I don't have to, well, do I have to, who do I have to beg and plead and and cry to, to get a day off? Yeah. And that's it. Some people are happy in that life, you know, and others aren't. And it's having the balls to just say, fuck this. I'm going to make the life that I want. Because we've only got one. We ain't going to get a redo. (laughs) (laughs) I am absolutely loving this conversation. I'm getting all fired up. I don't know about you, but I am. (laughs) You say on your website, we know the world can be a better place. But only if the brave step up to the plate and swing until the bat hits the ball. And that absolutely resonated with me because ever since I was little, I've had something inside me saying that there's something you should do. Yep. And I never figured out what. I had so many dreams. I wanted to be a librarian because I like reading books. It's kind of hard to become a librarian. Um, and then I wanted to become an author, but I lost momentum every time I started writing. And then I wanted to do painting and I was good at it. Well, then something stopped me. Life. Mm-hmm. And every time I lost the momentum, I also lost the love for it. And then I went under 
a dark cloud. I'm sure my listeners have heard this plenty of times now. Dark cloud of depression. And what was helping me distract myself from that feeling was podcasts. And I was thinking, I need to pay this forward. I need to get out there and use my voice for something. And the more I did it, the more I felt like this is it. But I didn't understand. And I've had a few podcasts and I've learned from my mistakes. I've learned from things that went wrong. And now I feel with this one, I'm there and there's something sparking. It's like, is that the feeling that people get when they're about to launch their first business? Yep. And, and the thing is, it's all about, there's no such thing as perfect. There, there's so many things. One of the main things that I, I teach my people and over and over and over and over and over again, and I do this myself after absolutely everything, you do an autopsy. What worked? What didn't? What do I want to try next time? And like you said, I'm good at what I do. Like I'm really good in my area and there's still lots of stuff that I'll try and it didn't work or I didn't have enough time, but I always go through, okay, what do I need? What worked? What didn't, what do I need to try next time? And it's, it's marketing. It's, it's with, with clients and what systems and you're always fine tuning. One of the many reasons why I absolutely love business is if you're bored, you're doing things wrong. Like it is impossible to be bored if you are actively involved in your own business, because there's so many different things that you can do and it's constantly changing. Like, so I've been doing all of my marketing up until like the last few years, face to face. I do a lot of speaking. I've um, been called, I've been on TV and radio and all this stuff as an expert guest many, many times and, and networking and that. And In 2019, when I split my business into two, so I've got my personal financial planning business, and then I've got KSA, which is focusing on the business coaching, teaching, and consulting. Well, with KSA, I'm going, as long as you speak English, I can help you because business is business is business. It doesn't matter product, service, industry, country, anything. The basics are the same everywhere. But I'm having to learn how to market fully online. So my learning curve has gone super steep again, that it hasn't been this way in like 18 years. So I'm learning all of this stuff. I'm cursing because cursing <laughs> is all get out at times. But I'm also meeting incredible people literally all around the world. You're, you're in Yorkshire. Um, I was literally just talking to a lovely lady on a podcast, four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock <laughs> here right now, from Scotland. And all over the States and Australia. And I'm meeting and talking with these great people and helping these businesses. And I'm going, it pumps me up. And it's wonderful because once you've been in business for a while and you've got everything set up and I'm going, I love and adore my clients. Like I won't work with anybody. I wouldn't have to my house for a barbecue, which is another one of the reasons why I started my own business because I don't have to work with any incompetent jackasses anymore. <laughs> I only work with people I like. But you get a little bit bored and complacent because it's just it's just routine. So going on to this new challenge, going, I am on a mission to help baby businesses succeed because we're the ones that change the world has gotten me re-energized. It got me up out of bed at 3:30 a.m. So I could be talking to awesome people about things I love talking about. And that's what everybody should be like. I think that's the reason why there's a lot of 
I can't get out of bed and that feeling of sluggishness and just not connecting because what are you connecting with what is sparking you right now and it's hard life is hard life is always going to get in the way of things and there's not going to be the right time for everybody but have you got the balls to go fuck it I'm done with being complacent I'm done with being bored I want to do something that's going to make me want to jump out of bed and go bring on the challenge for today and I'm, I'm a huge fan of if you still have the security of a job and a regular paycheck, don't just jump and start. Start working on your business, building your dream on the side. Carve out some time. Get rid of some TV time. Figure something out. It doesn't mean you have to take on an eight-hour-a-day job. If you start working on it an hour or, or two hours a day, the amount of stuff that you can get done because you're concentrating, you're motivated, you're building something for you, not for anybody else. Get as much stuff put together before you jump or you're forced to jump as possible. I've had a lot of my, my clients start businesses because they got pink slip, they got laid off or they were hoping for the package because now they've got some money and I've got the time to do it and I don't want to go back to a crappy job. Yeah. And then if, if you're like me and like you said, it happens because you get fired, well, we could still get, get going. But the sooner you can start building it and the easier you can make your transition, especially if you have financial responsibilities. If I had already had my daughter and then been fired, it would have been an awful lot more challenging emotionally to make yeah. the leap where we were just thinking about starting our family. So it wasn't as terrifying. Yeah. And I didn't have as many responsibilities. Like my husband was working and I, we could do it. But there's a lot of people, you cannot afford to go even a couple of weeks without that income coming in. Yeah. But it's really good that there are people like you now that will help you start with the building blocks of your foundation before you have to take that leap. And there's so many ways of going around things now. Like you can now get, if you want to go into like the t-shirt business, for example, you don't have to buy all the equipment to print them t-shirts yourself. You can now outsource that. So you pay them every time one is sold. Yep. So you're not actually having to contribute money, which means you can start getting all this sorted whilst you're still earning so you don't lose anything. There, there, There's so many amazing things that are happening in our world now and COVID has pushed the mark. Like you said, you can, you can have a physical product that you don't actually have to physically put together or ship or do any of this stuff and there's different options for that. And because of our, our world being so open now and social media and Zoom and you can connect with people, you can have something that's very, very specified and still have a gigantic market because you don't have to go to your tiny little town and, well, I'm the only weirdo that likes this stuff. You can find your other weirdos all over the world now. Exactly. I mean, I mean, just look at TikTok. TikTok, when it first launched, was basically for the younger generation. Mm-hmm. And now there are so many people advertising on there and it's not just, you know, big businesses advertising. It's people saying, listen, I make this. You like this. You can connect with me and you can own this too. And so many people are like, you are my person. 
You yes. are my pea in a pod and I want to have whatever it is that you're selling. Yep. So you are connecting straight with your market just by putting a video out. Yep. And it's incredible. And it's just like with this podcast, I put this out and whoever wants to connect, they can connect. If you don't like it, you can fuck right off. Well, yeah, go find, go find what is going to work with you. And you're going to be learning more about marketing and how do you find the people that are going to be connecting with you and looking after all of, all of the different things. It's amazing. And it's, it's said, what gets you up in the morning? Like I said, I'm not a morning person. I'm, oh, I'm no. much more the evening, but <laughs> we're adjusting. <laughs> well, that's it. I, I'm using my downtime to do this. And yes, there's times I am tired, but I have a cup of coffee and I sit here and I'm actually an introvert. As much as I express myself as an extrovert, and I'm sure you agree with this as well, Tammy, because I can recognize it in you. I'm actually introverted. So I get a whole bunch of anxiety about talking to someone and I make sure I do all my research for my guests because I want to have an intelligent conversation with people and I'm terrified I won't. But when I do it, when I get into it, oh, all that just goes away. And I am so happy. And I I get so energized off of it that by the time me and you finish talking today, time, I'll be floating on a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for 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 me, um, I love I love the talking to people. Like I said, I do a lot of teaching and speaking and different things. So when I tell people that I'm an introvert, like, how can you be an introvert? Like you're, <laughs> you own the stage. And I'm going, it, yes, I can do that. And as long as it's in an area that like I know about like business and, and, and personal finance and stuff, those are my world. Don't ask me to talk about sports or any of this stuff. I don't know. Don't care. Yeah. But if I don't have sufficient alone time and quiet time, that exhausts me. I need like, I have my own lovely little office here. I have a door that has a walk <laughs> if necessary. <laughs> I love you. Leave me alone. Piss off. <laughs> That's exactly how I am. It's I love to be around people. I love the energy. I love being able to talk with people and find out new things. Like I am constantly learning. And all I'm doing is talking to people. But I'm learning. I'm gleaning all this information. And yet afterwards, I'm like, right, I'm going to go read a book. Yeah. Nobody talks to <laughs> But people say the same thing to me. They're like, there's no way you can be introvert. There's no way you can prefer to have your alone time. And it's like, no, I need yeah, it. How, so I can how do you recharge your batteries? Not how you can be to the outside world. They think if you're you're an introvert, you have to be like an antisocial accountant or engineer. <laughs> um, a lot of them are, but no, it's how it's how do you recharge your batteries? Yeah. Um, I have some people that they recharge their batteries they need to be talking to people and out and about doing things and I'm going I love you you exhaust me <laughs> yeah I fully understand that I am not a Duracell bunny I am like a very old phone that its battery depletes after about 15 minutes <laughs> when I was looking on your website you've got three things that you say you move you from chaos to business success you create your winning team Yep. And you have business emergency planning. Can you give yep. us a little bit about them? So um, I love systems. Mm-hmm. Being an introvert and, an, and a neat freak and organization and all this stuff, systems are what make a business. 
And a lot of people, it's all about the marketing and the sales. And yes, that's absolutely important, but you have to have your systems or there is no business. It's just a job that now owns your ass. Um, with your advisory team, it's most people are getting their advice from their broke ass friends and family who have never played in their arena. And then they're wondering why things aren't happening or they're getting advice from people who don't know what it is they're talking about or, and sometimes, and don't really actually give a rat's ass about seeing you succeed or helping you. They'll just take your money and all of this stuff. We all need competent, caring people in our world, be it virtual board of directors, who are you connecting with at networking, um, working with your good professionals, like your bookkeepers, your accountants, your legal people, all of this stuff. Who do you have on your team? Who do you need on your team? Like one of the things that I, I practice what I preach and I am having my virtual board of directors meeting tonight. I set it up last year because I am working on massively leveling up my business. And when you're deep in the game, you can't see everything. You can't see the forest for the trees. So I've pulled in people that have various skill sets that are all business people, but different businesses, different things to kick my ass going, here's what's going on. Here are my goals. Here are my challenges. What are you seeing? Where am I missing? What should I be trying? What connections and stuff do you have? Um, how do you find who are the, the competent, qualified, caring professionals that you need? And then with the business emergency planning, shit hits the fan constantly. It's just <laughs> how much and how fast is the fan going? And as we've noticed through COVID, stuff that we never, ever anticipated happening and then has, has come and disrupted businesses. There's people that have been forced to close their doors because of health regulations and we're having to do move things online and some people it's been a blessing and others it's been a curse and doing all of this stuff and we're opening up and we're shutting down and when we went into lockdown March 13th 2020 we're, we were told oh we're gonna lock down for two weeks well yeah it's the end of January 2022 and we're just in the fifth fucking wave dude <laughs> <laughs> so how do, how do you put together for the emergency planning? And because like my background is personal finance, people die, people get diagnosed with, with cancer, business partnerships break down, all of this. How do you deal literally with crap hitting the fan and so that your business can still maintain and grow and survive? So how do you deal with the shit hitting the fan? Because it's going to, it's just how big and yeah. how long and when <laughs> that's what i love about you it's uh you don't hold anything back you are very much right i will give you these techniques to help you but you're going to do the work and i'm just going to tell you the things that you need to be watching out for to succeed and that's what people need we need to stop mollycoddling people and going oh no you're the best you're the best we don't need cheerleaders all the time well, we do, we do need cheerleaders, but if all they're doing is blowing sunshine up your ass, the only thing you're going to end up is with a sunburn and not being able to sit down. <laughs> oh, God, I've got to use that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about reality and going, yeah. okay, let me tell you about all the places I've messed up. And I don't make little mess ups. I make big ones. 
<laughs> a lot of people make little ones and and I do a few of those, but I'm going, I don't I miss a lot of those ones. I've made some really big, very expensive mistakes. And I've seen the mistakes that my clients have made and I've helped them with. And I'm always looking for where have other people made mistakes and where have they had successes and stuff. And then how do we take this and how do we prepare you for it? Because you cannot completely prevent some mistakes you can prevent, but my job is to prevent as many as possible by properly educating you, lessen them when they happen and help you survive and get through them and get come out the other end stronger. Yeah. And that's what everybody needs. So if you want more help in a little bit of bit, bite, you have got a podcast, haven't you, Tammy? Well, um, I'm launching my, my, my second podcast here in, in the next month or so. Um, positive shit disturbers talking with people <laughs> in business, not-for-profits, charities, environmental, whatever. People that are going out in the world and messing with the status quo, positively stirring the shit to make the world a better place. I cannot wait to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> we all need these. So we're, yeah, we're going through and, and starting to do recordings and all of, all of this stuff because... Um, People, people need to be inspired. They need to be motivated. They need to know that, yes, positive things can happen because we get so much of the negative stuff through everything. And, yes, we need to be aware of the negative stuff. But if that's all you're getting, what's, what's, what's the point? You need to see that, yes, people are making a positive difference on so many different levels. And everything from young kids going out and doing things too. I have a wonderful, wonderful woman in my world that unfortunately is in the final stages of life. And what she has accomplished around the world in helping kids learn how to read and do it, like it's amazing. And these are people that need to have a platform so we can continue during the shit. Yes. <laughs> I, oh, you've got me all fired up. <laughs> she reminds, like, your friend that you've just been telling me about, she reminds me a lot of Dolly Parton, yep. who is mega rich, but she ain't going up into space. She's like, no, Dolly, a, Dolly the Parton guys is an international treasure and worth so much more than the man with the blue space penis. Yes. And she uses her money to put books into children's hands. She's not looking at what can I push my generation to. She's like, what can we inspire the younger generation to? Yeah, and she's and done so much. Yeah, her her reading, her books for, for kids program and so many other things. Like she is just an absolute doll. She's amazing. I love Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, if you ever want to come on to the show, just let me know. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure Tammy will have you on hers as well to talk about all things financial. Oh, that that would be a massive win. That would be a massive win having 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 Dolly Parton. <laughs> Looking back on your years of experience, what mistake have you regretted, or alternatively seen as a blessing in disguise? Well, it's not alternative. It's 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 a, it's it's actually it's actually both. Um, Years about 13, 14 years ago, I made the mistake of going into an office space with somebody I trusted and considered a very good friend. And because of that, I did not go over the contract as much or anything like that. I went and I basically ended up being used as a personal flotation device. Right. And the 
what I was told was going to be the costs and what the actual costs were were more than double. And there was just so many things that went through. Um, almost bankrupted me. Jeez. Like it cost me a fortune, like half a million dollars <gasps> is basically what it ended up costing me going through all of that. And like the, the stress and all of that that I went went through. And it took me years to to dig out because I didn't just go, I'm screw it, I'm going to declare bankruptcy because number one, it was it's not an option in my industry. And I'm going, I made the mistakes. I'm the one that trusted. I'm the one that didn't go over the contracts. I like all of the different things. And it was by far the most painful and embarrassing and by far expensive learning experience. Like I'm going, that was a Harvard level education. <laughs> and but it also ended up being one of the best learning experiences because I went to hell and back and survived mm -hmm. and going all of the things that I learned. Like I said, when I make big mistakes, that was, that was a gigantic mistake. You won't get in. Oh no, it was, it was, it was, it was huge. And like, it was so stressful at times when I'm going through all of this. And then there was like all sorts of other things that went along with that. Like I was also paying for part of her receptionist because how our phone systems and found out after I moved out of the office that the receptionist that I was paying for was literally telling my clients to fuck off. <gasps> You're joking. Oh, no, it was, it was quite the, I'm going, why didn't anybody, well, cause we thought you were friends with her. Well, yeah, I was, but all of this stuff that's going on, and that wasn't her problem. But like I said, there was just, it was a shit storm of things going on, but I was so stressed and worried and depressed at times that I'm driving home from the office and I'm going, I'm well insured. I could just drive into that overpass and all this would be over. Jeez. Like that's how bad it was at times, but it was so valuable because like I said, all of the things that I learned going through that, um, the strength that I had, the wonderful life-saving people that I had surrounding me that helped me in so many different ways get through that. And I'm now able to take all of the hard earned painful lessons that I got going through that to help my clients not do that. <laughs> That's that is such a good learning experience is even when times are tough, you can still learn from it and still come out on top and even better than before. Oh, way, way better than, than before. Um, am I glad I went through it in some ways? Would I ever want to do it again? Hell no. Would I ever advise anybody go through? No, but I came out so much stronger and more capable. And like you said, I can talk to people about these things and going, let me show you <laughs> where I messed up <laughs> and the things that I learned so that you don't do that because most people would not have financially survived. I don't, in some ways, I, I wonder how I did, but I have. Thank God for that. But that's what a lot of coaches don't really show is that they understand on a personal level. And that's what people who are just starting out need. They need people that have lived that and said, right, I can guide you so you don't go down that path, but you're still going to learn from my mistake. And so you're like Mother Goose, like a fairy godmother. <laughs> yes, and I waddle like one too. <laughs> I can just imagine like patting them all around the head with your wing, like, come on. Yep. <laughs> Stop messing about. <laughs> oh, this has just been absolutely hilarious. So what has been 
a funniest reaction of a client? Like when they first met you, what's been the funniest reaction you've ever got? Oh, it's a, it's, it's a pretty common one. Um, they, they usually do a bit of a double take when they first, <laughs> a lot of the time they first see me because I do not, I haven't worn like a professional suit or anything like that in almost 20 years. You don't have to I, anymore. I, I wear, like I've taught class, financial class. <laughs> and people will walk in and I'd be wearing jeans, hiking boots and a t-shirt. And they're going, what? <laughs> they're expecting like the suit and the stuffy and all of this stuff. And when I first started my business, I did that. Um, but then I kind of stumbled into dressing like a normal person by accident and people would take, like, they'd shake their head. Like I'm no, I don't look the way they expect me to, but then they, they let their guard down because I'm yeah. a real person who knows what they're talking about, but they would, they would relax and they'd start answering my questions and just giving me the information going rather than, Oh, well, what do you want about that? So that's, yeah. that's probably the, the biggest one. Like I'm a all woman. I've got long blonde hair. <laughs> I'm, I'm curvy. I, I say, um, I've got a little bit too much junk in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> you can give the Kardashians a run for the money. No, actually I don't have a butt at all. I just have a big wide load sign. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there is no booty. <laughs> I wish I go to the gym. I try really hard, but dear, I'm a white girl. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> So that's probably, that's probably, probably the biggest one. And like you said, I tell, I tell bad jokes. I, I, I curse. I'm real and I am me everywhere all the time. I have Baptist pastors for clients. I have Mormons for clients. I have Muslims for clients and everybody in between. And I am exactly me no matter what. So if, when, when I get referrals and I get a lot of them and a referral in my world means people phone or email me and ask for an appointment, I won't contact anybody. I always say, what have they told you about me? And they say, <laughs> nobody can tell me what exactly it is that you do, but you're the absolute best. And I am to do exactly as I am told. I said, good, you're trained. <laughs> that sounds like the reaction of any Yorkshire man asking a girl for a date. Because <laughs> I'm going... I'm, I'm me. And if, if, if you're not going to like me, let's get that sorted out right, right away. And like you said, even with my Baptist pastor clients and stuff, they're going, you're, you're a little rough around the edges, but I completely trust you. And I know that you're looking out for me and going, yep. (laughs) But we need more people to be like this in the world. I think, I mean, I'm exactly the same. People say, you know, if, if anyone was to say you're a diamond, I go, no, I'm more like coal. (laughs) You know, I could turn into a diamond with the right polish. Oh, I'm completely really a diamond. Don't want I'm to. sharp and I will cut you if necessary. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of people, they're not authentic to, or they don't know who they are. No, they don't and know then who they, they don't are. Know how they're to trying present. to fit into what's expected or what does it, what do they want me to say? What, what, um, we were just watching Afterlife. <laughs> oh, my husband loves that. Recovering from COVID, which just, kicks your ass sucks the life out of you i've watched more tv in the last week than i normally do in a year <laughs> and there's one where kath is out on a date with a lawyer and she's well what is what does a lawyer want like what is the job that a lawyer wants his girlfriend to be going up so she says she's a doctor <laughs> total and complete bullshit she sells advertising and i'm going 
I couldn't even wrap my head around that concept because I'm going, how is that going to work for you? You think he's, you get fine. He likes this at all. The, the story works. You get to the second date. You think he's never going to find out? Yeah. And why would you want to put all that time and effort into bullshitting? This is me. If you like me, great, wonderful. We'll get along. If you don't, that's fine. That's wonderful. Go find where you are happy. Yep. And that's it. Like, I am so accepting of other people's beliefs and values and all that jazz. But be the same with me. And I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. The amount of friends that I've had that come up to me for relationship advice. And my question, as soon as they ask me, is do you want the version that you want? Or do you want my actual opinion? <laughs> and it's just, I know I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to give them real detailed advice. And I'm going to tell them if they're the one going wrong, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to say, oh, you're my best friend. You're not doing anything wrong. It's him. He's a prick. I'm not going to do that. If you're being a little bitch, I'm going to tell you you're being a little bitch. Mm -hmm. And my friends now know Cass is not really the one to go to if I just want a, oh, it's all him. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go to cast for when that. When people ask me my opinion, I, I go, do you want me to be nice or do you want me to be honest? Yeah. And I've had a few people stop and go, you're probably not the right person to ask. Because they go, <laughs> I know that you, will, you won't lie to me. You won't sugarcoat it. You're going to give it to me straight. I'm going, because that's the only way I can do it. I'm going, I don't have the energy to, to lie. Like, I'm just. No, <laughs> I, I cannot be bothered with lying. I'm even like when I was younger, because I was raised by really strong, opinionated women. It was just kind of bred into me that I'm just going to be who I am. And if you don't like me, I don't really care because I got people yeah. that do. And then people appreciate what I bring to the table because I will be there. I'll be honest and loyal and truthful. Mm -hmm. But I'm also not going to sugarcoat it when you're not being the same. Yep. And th that's what people are also looking for in business. They want to be working with people that are real and that are authentic because we can figure out if somebody is being fake so quickly. Yeah. And even if we don't consciously know it, we pick up on it on an unconscious level and it makes us uncomfortable. And it doesn't mean that you have to be you and you and I are would be considered crass by some people. <laughs> They'd be wrong, but whatever. <laughs> but find where 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 you are comfortable. Like I am way too strong for some people, then find yeah. yourself somebody that's going to be more gentle or whatever. But you have to be finding the people that that resonate with you. Yeah. With the truth that you're bringing. Yes. Not someone and, else's. And, and, and the different ways that it works. I mean, people. I did see on TikTok and it said something of, I'm not going to be less. So you feel like more. Yep. That's exactly what I'm like. I am not going to dim myself down. I'm going to shine as much as I want. There's sometimes I'm going to turn that light off because I don't want to be disturbed. But that's for me. As yep. soon as I come back out, that light is straight back on. And if it's winding you, put sunglasses or just look the other way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tammy, I have enjoyed this conversation so much. Thank you I, so much I'm for coming. Very glad. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't wait for the next time that you kick my ass. I'll probably tell you something. And you'll be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, this has just been amazing. So do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? So you can find me at my website at ksabusiness.ca. And if you don't know, the KSA stands for kick some ass. <laughs> um, and if, if you want to access my giveaway, so I offer everybody, I call it the solopreneur self-assessment. It's just a quick little questionnaire that you can go through to figure out where you're strong because everybody has strengths, where you're weak, 
because everybody also has weaknesses. And more importantly, the areas you don't even know are important <laughs> or have to exist in your business. So you can go to ksabusiness.ca slash gift and you can download that for free. And if you want to have a 15 minute free one-on-one chat with me, you can also book that there as well. And you know what? I might just do it. <laughs> Let her come back to me and say, right, you've got some shit to do. Yep. We all, we all do. We all do. Even those of us who've been doing this for a few decades, we've always got shit to do. But I think that's where you're successful, Tammy, because you are so strong with your opinion. You are so strong with your ethic in business that only the strong are going to survive with you. Yep. There you go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, once again, Tammy, thank you so much. And I'm definitely going to be having you back on later on in the year, if that's okay with you. I'm looking forward to it. I'm always <laughs> up for good conversation. See you soon, Summit. I hope you found my conversation with Tammy as inspiring as I did. She is so funny to talk to and swear me and her could just put the world to rights every single week. All of Tammy's links are going to be found on my social media pages, which you can find on Facebook, Podcast Official, or Instagram and TikTok at podcast underscore official. And if you, like Tammy, have got a funny or inspiring story that you'd like to share with me, please email me on officialpodcast at gmail.com. Please don't forget to leave a rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or a recommendation on my Facebook page as this helps my little podcast make its way to a bigger audience. But for this week, I've definitely chewed your ear off enough, so watch out for those silly bullshitters and I'll talk to you soon.